Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com. Episode 119, we're going to talk about Tom Baker's introduction to Doctor Who robot my name is john and joining me as he does every time we record this podcast is my good friend taylor taylor hello hello how's it going it's good i couldn't think of anything clever to say oh that's okay we'll we'll come up with something later on yes yes we will how have you been uh, good good uh busy you know life work we had a new uh, a Mel's Diner open today in, in Livermore here, so oh. the whole family went out for dinner, and lordy, have you ever gone to a restaurant the very first day it opens? I have. It's it's busy. Yeah, it's nuts. It's it's kind of chaotic, yeah. but uh, but it was good. <laughs> it was good, and we've got, a, we've got Mel's now, so. Cool. Yeah. How about you? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing quite well. I'm in full podcast swing this weekend. Um, you can go listen to my new podcast, uh, oh, yes. the monthly music digest, uh, featuring me. And, uh, I, I know what you did, or I know what you podcasted last summer host Mary, and we talk about all of the past releases from the month prior and mm-hmm. we, uh, bring some albums to the table. We decide what our favorite track was on each of those albums and then we uh, pair it with a Spotify playlist just for you. And nice. it's a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun uh, recording the first episode. Um, was pretty much all smiles the entire time. I felt really good about how it went, especially for a first episode, you know, when you usually don't have it down pat. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that was great. So uh, go listen to that on NOTLG.com. I'm also going to be on... Well, I think it's already released. I'm on Bampow TV's regular um, podcast that they do weekly. And I am also on their MCU countdown. Uh, and we talked about Captain America 2, The Winter Soldier, a.k.a. And I stand by this, the best movie Marvel has put out. Oh, okay. So, yeah, look for me all over at OTLG. I guess as it should be? I don't know. I I suppose. I, yeah, I actually... Um... Seven, I just put out a, a new episode of If Memory Serves. Yes, you did, about the paranormal. Yes, yes, influences uh, uh, that we had growing up, whether it be radio or, or TV or fiction, whatever that was. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a good one. It's our longest episode to date, just a little over an hour and a half. Wow. I'm, I, am a, I just freshly started that, and I'm excited to hear all of the... Uh, goings on in that podcast yeah yeah we've, we've got some fun stuff this month definitely check it out perfect notlg.com check out all of it guys it's all over <laughs> so we've got some who news before we get to robot so uh let's dive straight into that shall we most definitely we want to uh <clears throat> excuse me we want to give a, a shout out to our listener felicity of yes. the flopcast and earth station one who contacted us via facebook and was uh, sharing her appreciation of the Gallifrey One episodes, and we always love getting feedback. We actually probably don't get as much as we we could, so we want to celebrate it when we do get yes. it. Yes, and uh, Felicity was also on the uh, the Doctor Who uh, death panel. I, I call it a death panel, which seems like that's not what it's called. That no, seems like something match. completely different. Yes, the death yes. the death match. Um, yeah, she was one of the panelists on that. As we said, a lot of fun. And yeah, she reached out to us. So uh, give her a little shout out there. And she also, uh, um, we watched we watched Robot, so I guess I'll just hop into her a little. We asked for people's feedback, and she said it was the second Doctor Who story she ever saw. So um, we're, yeah. we'll take her back down memory lane here. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's also take a moment here. Um, there is a um, kind of a really big campaign that a number of Doctor Who podcasters have started called Who Against Guns. Yes. So it's a hashtag. You can go look it up. Um, and what they're doing is they're raising money uh, to promote gun control and and uh, safer and better legislation 
uh, for all of that. And um, what they're doing is that for anyone who donates, um, I think it's at least $10 uh, to one of a number of um, organizations that deal with this. And, and I'll put a link in the show notes. It's over at the Reality Bomb podcast uh, website. Um, you will get... Um, not only the satisfaction and knowing that you're helping out with all this kind of stuff, but they are doing a special uh, commentary for all 10 episodes of the Patrick Troughton story, The War Games. Yeah, very cool. Uh, yeah, and they've been doing, they, they've been raising money at an, an alarming rate. It's been averaging about $1,000 a day. Wow, that is yeah awesome. It is, it's fantastic. I've I've pitched in, I've I've, you know contributed um and and i'm happy to do so um mostly because i i also kind of wanted to help them get to the goal of seven thousand dollars which they've definitely surpassed at this point because stephen moffat himself was going to pitch in and do a commentary for episode 10 of the war games and since then they've even gotten writer philip hinchcliffe to do a commentary yeah very cool yeah it's very exciting so definitely check that out and and contribute if you're able Yes, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, do you remember, John, I think it was now four episodes ago oh, when we said, hey, there there might be some Billy Piper coming back to Doctor Who. E- well, yes. But, nope. I, no. <laughs> she she just wanted you to see her show on Broadway. Oh, I she's, mean, she's doing a little promo to give away some tickets. That's fine. What's the show? Do we know what the show is? Uh, it's in the link that'll be in the show notes. I don't remember the title of it off the top of my head, but I get the feeling you're probably looking it up right now. I am. I am right now. And I. it just says Primary Shakespeare Company. I don't know. I mean, good for her. I'm kind of not interested <laughs> yeah. anymore. Um, <laughs> don't put the rose, Rose. How about that? I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. I mean, I see why there were roses because it's you know you go to play. It's like oh, you throw roses. To the, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, it's an acting thing, I guess. Whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, support supporting the whole uh, uh, um, potential spoilers. Yeah. Of the Thirteenth uh, Doctor doing a uh, Rosa Parks era story. Um, a casting website has actually recently listed the actors who are playing Raymond Parks. And uh, Fred Gray, who are both, oh. obviously, one's her husband and one, I think, was her lawyer, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so that's happening. All right. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm very excited for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. And educational. And educational, most definitely. There's also something of a rumor that K-9 might appear in season 11, um, but there's nothing wholly conclusive on that. Um, and I And I say that simply based on some photos that somebody took. There's nothing that has K-9 and the doctor in the same scene and it comes not too long after there was a photo of dalek on set but it was actually just one that somebody like a fan had built and brought down there ah. um so this this may completely be just a very well-built fan canine um so i'm going to say take that with just a pinch of salt i will i will indeed um but it would still be cool i yeah. I, I wouldn't turn down seeing canine in season 11 oh no i wouldn't either Maybe he comes uh, out of that fanny pack. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Who knows, right? Um, well, a trailer has dropped for David Tennant's new film, Bad Samaritan. I actually have not watched this. I watched it while I was waiting for you to hop on this evening, and <laughs> ooh, it's dark. Yeah? Oh. It, it, it is dark. It is creepy. Um, yeah. Plays, plays a bit of a psychopath. Now, is Bad Samaritan, who is that? I feel like that it was a book first. Or am I thinking of, I'm thinking of that other, yep, I'm thinking of something else. Never mind, everyone. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, now, I will say this. Last year's Gallifrey one, uh, we were at the Ice Cream Social on Thursday night, and there was a guy dressed as David Tennant, and he just had the mannerisms down. And I had to go up to him and be like, dude, you do an amazing Tenth Doctor. <laughs> And he was like, thanks. I actually was basically his stand-in for a movie he was filming up in Portland, which is Bad Samaritan. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's very so there's cool. That little, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that connection finally. See how long it takes to get a movie out, apparently. Yeah, geez. Now, speaking of psychopaths. <laughs> yes. So it's always a good way to open a, uh, uh, a statement. Yes. Dig this. I, I haven't heard 
anybody else mention this, and I do listen to a few Doctor Who podcasts, but Matt Smith, funny, flappable, tigger-bouncing Matt Smith, is going to play, of all people, Charles Manson. Yeah. Um, in the film Charlie Says. I think, did you tell me this? Somebody told me, and I went, no. And then I had to look it up, and I went, oh, my goodness. I, do, I don't remember telling you this, but I did put the notes in our show notes. I am very, uh, I I will just say I'm very interested to see this. Likewise. I mean, I'm down. Don't get me wrong. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, a very interesting choice. I mean, completely. Do we look up a young, young Charles Manson? I'm looking up a young Charles Manson. I just want to see how close he looks to. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not gonna risk the bandwidth right now. Yeah, probably a probably a good idea considering that entire Uh entire sentence was all over the place. But yes, uh, I can see it. I can see it. Uh, should yeah. be should be good. Let's just um, let's just give him the Oscar now. No, I don't know. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm more interested. I don't think I've ever heard him talk with anything other than uh, his natural accent. Oh yeah, come to think of it, I don't think I have either. So that's going to be interesting as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I remember. I think it was during our ranking of the doctors where you know we kind of talked about Eccleston not really kind of wanting a whole lot to do with the show, kind of keeping things at arm length. But he has chimed in with his support yes. of Jodie Whittaker, basically saying, why has it taken it so darn long? Stop having us skinny white guys. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, Christopher and Jodie are both, you know, uh, from the north of England. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's natural to kind of want to support her. And, and um, you know, I, I think it's great. I mean, he... He definitely in the article says that he he actually really did enjoy his time being the doctor, but he's like, I'm so glad that we've got some real change. So um, that's good to hear. Yes, and I I don't know I can't remember if we mentioned it during the Gallifrey One podcasts, but um, Moffat had nothing but good things to say about Eccleston. Uh, oh, well, that's wh- good. When trying to get him, were you not in the room for his? No, you weren't. That's right. No, I wasn't at the Moffat panel. Uh, he he had a lot of nice things to say about Eccleson and in trying to get him for the for the fiftieth. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said at one point he almost had him, but he just didn't he just didn't want to do it in the end. And he apparently couldn't stop talking about. Uh, he had he was still watching the show too. Oh, cool. Yeah, so he he was apparently very interested in Amelia Pond. <laughs> oh my! Oh dear. Um. Yeah. So Eccleson. All right. It's all good, man. Yeah. So Taylor, it's time for yeah. the uh, the main event. Uh, we watched Robot, uh, starring Tom Baker as the Doctor, Liz Sladen as Sarah Jane Smith, Ian Martyr as Harry Sullivan, uh, Nicholas Courtney as the Brig, uh, Patricia Maynard as Miss Winters, Alec Linstead as Jellico. Jellico. Yeah, that's what Jellico. Jellico. More of an i than an e. Jellico. Jellico. <laughs> it's a weird Bur- name. It's totally a weird name. It is very weird, but also it's me. So, uh, Edward Burnham <laughs> as Professor Kettlewood and Michael Kilgariff as the robot. <laughs> Written by Ter- Terrence Dix and directed by Christopher Barry. It first aired December 28th, 1974 through January. Happy New Year. 18th, 1975, <laughs> and it is the first story of season 12. And Taylor, we have a slew of story notes. Indeed we do. Uh, in his confusion immediately after regeneration, the doctor mistakes the brigadier for Hannibal. You can kind of not see that at all, huh? As in what? Hannibal, like crossing the Pyrenees. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Or the Alps. Right, right, right. Or whatever big mountain range that was you crossed. <laughs> You're thinking like, not Lecter. No, no I was thinking era. Hannibal from like um, the A-Team. Definitely, yes. That's exactly right. Because <laughs> the, the, the brig comes to the end of Robot, lights a stogie and goes, I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> I wish he That's had. A, he oh should have. Actually, his line at the end was way better. Oh, Totally. The the brig is just the best straight man for all the comedy of Doctor Who. Although, yes. if somebody out there has recut 
like a Doctor Who trailer to the A Team theme. I want to see it. Ooh, I'll just put that out there right now. I want to see are. it. <clears throat> so there's a scene where the Doctor empties his pockets, and that's always entertaining because God knows what's in there. He yes. does actually take out um, a, a, and I imagine Disney files will trip out on this. A Lumar Disney Donald Duck yo-yo. Ooh, is that a rare item? I assume it is. I. I'm going to guess it is. I don't know. I'm not really the, the Disney expert on any level. Huh. Yeah. Although, speaking of the doctor's pockets, some of the doctors include freedom to uh, to the city of Scar, a <laughs> pilot's license for the Mars Venus rocket run, and a galactic passport. Yes. And a card as an honorary member of the Alpha Centauran Table Tennis Club. Yes. Uh, great bit all around. Completely. Good Always stuff. Always is. Um, this was the first Doctor Who serial to have location as well as studio material shot on videotape as, appo- as opposed to the more usual BBC television drama practice of the time of shooting studio interiors on videotape and location exteriors on film. Now, this was mainly due to the large number of video effects involving the robot required in those exterior scenes. Oh, boy. Yes. yes. But we'll talk about those video effects. Oh, we will. We will. <laughs> Um, Terrence Dix, uh, later said the two major influences for this story, and I can totally see them. And I have one more that I think, uh, it was an influence, but we'll see. Uh, but he said King Kong and Isaac Asimov's I, Robot, uh, were big influences on this story. And indeed the scenes in which Sarah Jane is carried off by the robot greatly resembles her oh, scenes man. from King Kong. Yeah. <laughs> um, no biplanes, however, you know, no. Um, this actually is the first story that makes note of the Brigadier's full name of Alistair Gordon Lethbridge Stewart. Oh. Prior to this story, his middle name had never been revealed. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Now, even more interesting than that is that director Christopher Barry actually considered Colin Baker for the role of Jellico. That is, uh, that is very interesting. That yeah. is. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That would have been. Punt, punt under that. <laughs> well, I mean, it would have, it probably would have uh, um, been in line with, you know, people who eventually become the doctor or someone of um, that, you know, is starring later in Doctor Who, uh, doing a guest spot in Doctor Who. Well, and, and Colin Baker does do that later in the fourth Doctor's run. He plays a Gallifreyan guard. <laughs> and I can't remember the name of the story off the top of my head, but yes, he does act, and there's no mistake in that hair. Great. Uh, there is Colin Baker. We'll come across that story eventually. Yes, at some point we will, but not today. Taylor, we have a world-famous synopsis. <laughs> uh, let us get to it. Indeed. A newly becurled doctor finds himself helping unit battle against the scientific reform society in their rather fascist-looking fashions, who are holding the world hostage with secret nuclear codes and a rather floppy and emotionally conflicted robot. Oh my goodness, Taylor! I know this was. Um, I, I mean, I've I've seen um, a. I don't want to say a decent amount. I've seen a handful. I th- I feel like on this podcast we've watched a handful of Third Doctor serials. And, third, yeah. And the complete would this be a one eighty? <laughs> it has to be right. From I, in, I would say in a lot of ways, yes. It is. Um, insanity this doctor just yes he's just a a crazy person and i loved every second of it well yeah and 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 i in in all honesty i i picked this episode because this is the story that i want to use to like first properly introduce my kids to doctor who yeah Um, i think it's a good one yeah i mean there there's action but any scary parts are actually not really all that scary yeah and you know uh, when, when they're coming because you hear the robot entrance music exactly yeah, it's, <laughs> it's telegraphed really the early. robot but, but one of the things i do love about this episode especially being tom baker's first episode is how instantly like everything that we love about tom baker his expressions um, his dialogue, the yeah. fact that we get jelly babies right in the first oh, story. Oh yes, um, it's all there, and and it's it is just such a great opening for him because coming from all the other episodes of his I've seen, it, it, it's him. It's him right from the get go. There yeah. is no adjustment time. No, no, there is not. 
It's great. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I I I I kind of want to jump around a little bit, not too oh, much. That's fine. Um, we get the the absolutely uh, nutty. Do you think this might attract attention when he's dressing differently? When he's trying to oh, figure out his dress, God. where he's a yes. Viking, I believe, the King of Hearts, a clown, and then just completely nailing it for the rest of history. Exactly. And I, I think I had a note somewhere in. Yeah, here it is. I wonder what the public's reception to Tom Baker was at the time. Like his acting as the doctor and his outfit as well. And I almost wonder if that is something we could find like an article or... Oh, I bet if we dug around a little bit, we could find something. Sure. Don't do it right now because it's going to eat up bandwidth. I will, I'm not going to. I was just... Okay. That was a thought I had. Because, I, I, no, I mean, we, we already know that Tom Baker is the doctor. We know. So it's like, we love him for, you know, because he's the doctor. But did people mm -hmm. love him at the time, I wonder? Right. Or were there those staunch holdouts who are like, darn it, why don't we have this, you know, Venusian Aikido ruffle-wearing uh, Bessie driving. Well, Bessie's in this episode, so. Yes, yes. Although I do I do love that we, we again get uh, the echo of the first Doctor's line, the definite article, you might say. Yes. Um, that was a nice little touch. Yes, it was. And I mean... So, uh, all right, let's let's uh, we we start off with the rege re a regeneration is a happening, Taylor. It is. Look, break. It's starting. It's the miracle of life. <laughs> <clears throat> and we take Doctor to the medical bay, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm leaving immediately." Oh, I I love that that Benton comes in. And he's like, "Oh, he's done it again, eh?" Yes. Just like all nonchalant. Like, oh, yeah. And that and that's funny because I I forget that Unit is actually introduced in the Troughton era. Yeah. Yes, and I feel like he Benton might have even been in some of those episodes, right? I'm pretty sure, and I know the Brig was. Yeah, so it's just like, oh, that's great. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. good stuff. Um, the doctor tries to leave, and another doctor says, hey, we got to check you out. And I love that his reaction to this is to chop a brick in half and then yes. run in place. And he goes, see, I'm great. And the doctor with the medical doctor scene was yeah, fantastic. It was so good. Oh, the jumping rope while they're having this discussion. Yes. Can you imagine just how much like coordination that took just to get that scene? Yeah. That's amazing. I just have a note that says because they they're trying to trick him into staying, like the brig and Sarah, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Oh, there's a thing happening and there's problems. You need to stay." And it's just the the entire scene of him trying to leave is just complete madness. It's just... It is. And I loved it. I loved every second of it. It, it literally is almost bordering on kind of like a, a Marx Brothers-esque routine. Yeah, it is. It very much is. And I mean, we, we talked about the, uh, the changing of clothes scene. And we do mm -hmm. have the subplot of the... I mean, at least the subplot in this episode of this robot... Uh, just menacing around to his his muse, his theme song, his theme song with his with his robot vision and stealing things very obviously marked top secret. Oh man, robot vision! I when we first saw robot vision, I said, "Man, this is going to be a problem, isn't it?" I'm just going to have some <laughs> real, but we didn't get a lot of robot vision. I mean, we not a ton, not a ton of it, not a ton of it to be like, "Oh boy, what is happening right now?" Um. Man, I'm trying to think of oh, so so the robot he he breaks into uh, this facility and mm -hmm. there's this guard who and who is the first victim of the robot and I love oh, that the yes. the guard just basically leans into the robot's hand while he's in the phone the <laughs> like he, this this is a robot with really really strong arms and incredibly weak wrists yes. <laughs> It's, it has no no structure and it's 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 wrists are basically made of slinkies. Uh, it's kind of what it looks like. Everybody loves a slinky, from what I've heard. I I do too, except when it's attached to what's supposed to be a menacing robot. Yes. But oh man, I died from laughter when that oh, guard yeah. was like, "I'm scared," and as he's doing that, like leans into the yep. <laughs> leans into his death. Oh, and. We get a lot of, and you know, I feel like 
we've seen some Sarah Jane on here, but man, Sarah Jane was just owning it throughout this entire entire serial. I really loved her a lot in this. I thought she was, you know, just fantastic. Oh, completely. I'm doing her, you know, uh, journalistic snooping around. Yes. Um, and then I, 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 for some reason, thought it kind of hilarious that she assumed that Jellico was the director and not Miss Winters. Ah, yes. And then this getting... kind of like almost, I don't want to say reverse sexism because it's like, you know, she, she mentioned a mistake. She just assumed the guy was in charge. Yeah. And uh, got, yeah, got called out on it as well. Yes. My goodness. Almost rather quickly. Like, oh, yeah, uh, you th- I, what did she say? Oh, I wouldn't expect that kind of, um, oh, what was it? Show- was it chauvinist? Was it chauvinistic? Yes, yes. Man, and it was like, womp, womp. They should have just played that <laughs> in the background. And <laughs> Sarah Jane's just, like, sneaking around, just looking all over the place. And she eventually uh, comes into contact with our robot friend, who's just like, hey, why are you here? Yeah, pretty much. What, what are um, you doing in my room? <laughs> my room. Oh my god, I'm conflicted. There's a girl in here. What's happening? <laughs> um, I I've got to say though, there's we also get introduced to uh, Professor Kettlewell. Oh my goodness! Or uh, as I like to say, uh, or as I would like to call him, Mister Owl from the Tootsie Roll commercials. Oh, I'm going to take it one better because I've got kids and because I've seen the Captain Underpants movie and read the Captain Underpants books. Oh. And, you know, kids, I'm sorry. This is Professor Poopy Pants all the way. Is it? Oh, yeah. If you look up a picture of Professor Poopy Pants and look at this guy's hair and the glasses, it's this guy. It's Kettlewell. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Right? (laughs) Wow. You just looked it up. I did. Now, obviously, Kettlewell's dressed and, you know. Not as sinister. Uh, not quite as sinister, but you could see how he could be. Yes, I could. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That is amazing. Can, and can I just say, I I would like to see a uh, dear friend of the show, uh, Peter, cosplay Professor Kettlewell. <laughs> we could probably get him to do it. I'll, I'll see I what we can do. I get the feeling he could pull it off. Oh, he definitely could. That, yeah. The, the I'll, my only note in part one for the professor is, oh my god, this professor's hair. That's the only yep. only note I have for him. And it's funny because he, I mean, and we're we're jumping ahead here, or I'm jumping ahead here. He he uh, helps build the robot, and I feel like he is also almost as conflicted as this robot is. Well, yeah, he has. He not only built the robot, but kind of like basically programmed him. And I think at one point was like, you know, uh, says something to the effect of basically either teaching him everything he knows or basically copying himself. Yeah. You know, to to create the robot's morality and everything. And I'm like, oh, that explains so much. Yeah, it does. It it really does. And uh, if I'm if I'm jumping ahead too much and because I'm moving into part two there's anything else in part one. Oh, you know why where is i feel like where's my note there was something like that was just very funny or was that in part two is about the flat earthers is oh that, yes the flat earthers oh my god yes that is part two is that part two? Oh my goodness yes. okay i don't want to get to no we'll get there we'll get there hold on i apologize i couldn't i couldn't <laughs> remember okay. where it was but we we open part two with uh, Sarah Jane thinking she's going to be to be murdered. But guess what, everyone? It's just a huge joke. Uh, oh yes, and it, it's Miss Winters it, and uh, Jellico or Jellico. Like, <laughs> yeah, wasn't this a funny joke where we uh, knew you were snooping around, so we told the giant robot to murder you? What I would love, uh, what I'd love to do. I mean, one, I really think that we could put the robot's head atop a Christmas tree and it would fit right in. Yes, uh, but. There's a scene where I think it's just after they basically like prank her with yes. the robot's going to kill you. And so Sarah Jane asks the robot a bunch of questions. Yeah. Right. And the robot answers. I'm like, like, let's recut this with uh, Sarah Jane questioning it and like an Amazon Alexa replying. <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? That would be amazing. Yeah. I would be. I cannot that. obey. I must obey. I cannot obey. <laughs> so conflicted this robot right um and i i feel like in the second part 
this is when we the first time we get to see like a full body shot of the robot. And Sarah Jane says it's very impressive. And I go, you're right, Sarah Jane. This is pretty. This is pretty impressive uh, um, costuming by the BBC. I really liked the design. I mean, besides, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we joke about the uh, the slinky arms, but it was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, no, it, the robot itself has a great design. Granted, they didn't give it Kung Fu grip. No. Um, but, yeah, the overall look of it is is fantastic. I love it. It's it's a great oh, yeah. iconic robot villain to have yeah. for, a first, uh, for a doctor's first story. I agree. Yes, and the robot, very conflicted. He just doesn't know what what's going on. He cannot obey. No. And I feel like it, it's around this point where he's like, hey, that lady was nice to me. I felt her empathy. Exactly. <laughs> and this is where I start to think that Terrence Dix actually probably had some influence from Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Ah, yes. There was a lot of influence going around here. I mean, I really didn't get um, most of them until, uh, you know, the end. And I went, oh, well, this is clearly this. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see that, too. You know? Oh, all these pe- people mad. Sarah Jane nice. You know? <laughs> and then, obviously, that kind of logic. Yes. Kind of playing out, you know, who do I who do I listen to? Who do I follow? Well, I follow Sarah Jane because she's nice to me. Yeah. Oh. I don't hurt her because she's nice to me. Yes. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. So this, this is also the the part of the story where we get um, Harry Sullivan being kind of volunteered to go <laughs> infiltrate this think tank and play James Bond. Yes. Yes. He, and I, I feel like, cause they, everyone else has been seen and they don't want to like risk the doctor to going in. So he's like, Oh, I, I'll be like James Bond. I'm super cool. Mm-hmm. I'm Harry Sullivan. And they're like, all right, whatever. <laughs> go do what you, uh, go do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a great scene between the professor and the doctor, and that's kind of when it's revealed that he worked on the robot. Yes, gave the robot his own brain patterns. As well yes, as. and I bu- believe the doctor leaves, and I, there's. I just have a note here that says, oh my God, please tell me this robot is ringing his victim's doorbell. So I think there was oh, something that sounded like maybe a doorbell being rang. Yeah, actually, there there's a point where uh, the robot's instructed to oh, go yes. basically kill this old guy. Yes, kill this old man. Um, and so he vaporizes some wall and, you know, destroys Grandpa, basically. Yeah, the takes top secret files. He just, <laughs> they're like, go find all of these files labeled top secret. We need them. Every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't need doors or a doorbell because he just melts it. Pretty much. Yeah. And uh, it's almost like the professor comes home and he finds like his drunk friend on his floor and he's like, oh, <laughs> man, I need some help. Please help me out. And, like the robot that, shows up. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because my note for this and the robot comes to Kettlewell for comfort. Dad, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, basically. And I believe the professor calls the doctor. and He's like, the robot's here. He I, he just, I don't know, man. He's really drunk. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> should I just let him, him an Uber? Should I let him? Yeah, should I call him an Uber? Should I let him wait here and sober up? I don't know what to do. The yeah. doctor's like, I'll be right over. Exactly. Uh, and now we get yes. Sarah Jane trying to infiltrate the meeting of the Scientific Reform Society. And is this where she says, uh, I put you guys somewhere between flying saucer people and the flat earthers? Yes. Oh my goodness! I, I was like so hard. I did this. too. I was like flat earthers. How topical! I know, which is hilarious because this 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 was 1974. Yeah, flat earthers. Um, and now I feel like I need to see when, uh, the like the flat Earth Society started, started up. Uh, flat Earth Society was actually founded in 1956. Oh. So around a lot longer than I thought not, it was. Taylor, not around. Okay. It's... Oh, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> they, they've been a flat since 1956. Oh, I'm so sorry. Womp, womp. <laughs> not around. Oh, no. 
You can uh, find us on notlg.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. <laughs> all right, flat earthers, direct your hate at JP Thrice. Yeah, come at me. <laughs> come at him, bro. I'll, I'll just be like, I don't care that much. It's, Pretty much. Yeah. Just look at science. I don't know. Uh, so at this point, the think tank has found the professor. Um, and these is the think tank just a really they're Nazis, right? Right. Um, I mean, not the think tank, but the society that they they hang out in <laughs> that they're fronting for. Yeah, they're they're Nazis, right? Well, they, they, they are. Well, I, I wouldn't literally say Nazis. I don't think they're preaching national socialism. Uh, yeah, um, true, true, true. But they they are definitely preaching a, you know, the world has to change our way is the way that it should be. We should rule over everyone. And that's obviously very fascist. Yes. Um, and if that didn't tell you enough between their symbol, the way that they write SRS and almost Dalek like letters and um, their outfits. <laughs> yes. And um, fashion. Yes. Fascist. And um, <laughs> who was the, uh, who was given the speech? Was it, um, it was Miss Winters. The way she yes. was giving her speech. I'm like, uh, this should have been in black and white, and I should have heard some booming voice going. And then we marched into Germany. I don't yes, know. Just like... it, no, no, she's she's being a complete firebrand. Yeah, it's like, uh, oh my is she goodness. Doing, but it's a really small room. This is not Nuremberg. No, this is not, <laughs> you know, this <laughs> giant stadium. Yeah, uh, filled with tens of thousands of people. This is a room with like maybe twenty five people and hopefully some warm tea at the back. Yes, but I feel like we are getting ahead of ourselves. Um, are we? Just a little bit because I, there, there's. There's one thing I want to talk about in part two. Actually, there's a, there's okay. um, the the fast typing music. Oh my god, that was hilarious! When the uh, doctor does his best Kermit the Frog impression on the typewriter. Yep. Um, and then Bessie shows up as well, mm-hmm. and it's like my I have the fast typing music, Bessie showing up, and then Sergeant Benton shows up, and I believe this is when we find out he's he's been promoted. Yes, he's been promoted to warrant officer, so we don't get to call him sergeant anymore. We just call him Mr. Mr. Which seems Benton. like a demotion. Yeah. I guess it is. Um, but, but the main thing I want to talk about is the doctor versus the robot at the end of part two. Oh, yes. Um, this was, I mean, it was pretty funny. I know it wasn't meant to be, but... It was it, it. It wasn't bad. It was just very funny that the doctor like throws marbles on the floor. He's just yep. throwing all almost everything at the robot. He tries to do the scarf. Like he puts the scarf. Uh, tries to trip him. Yeah, he tries to trip him, and he just kicks over one of the pillars. Yep. Uh, all the meanwhile, yeah. that do 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 uh-huh. is playing in the background, which is just like the best music ever for this lumbering strolling robot yeah this is possibly the least thrilling battle ever in an enclosed space oh i agree um and then i feel like he does something with a chain where he tries to like i don't know like just swing it at him or something yeah Yeah. and then and then and then he puts the hat over his eyes and it apparently works for about two seconds and then nope it doesn't work and he gets (laughs) clocked on the head and uh, that brings us into part three, where it looks like the doctor, just as soon as we met him, will be he'll be leaving us and we'll be getting another regeneration or none regeneration. But Sarah yeah. Jane saves the doctor and she's like, hey, man, this is not cool. You need to not be so weird. And, and then the robot turns into a I feel 13 the, year old or I, something. I feel pain. This My Chemical Romance album speaks to my soul. Oh, God. Um, yeah, he's oh. just saying a whole bunch of stuff. And I love that she seemingly calms him down. And right. Unit comes in and is like, that's a big robot. I should shoot it immediately. Um, yep. And that doesn't really... Uh, that doesn't really... Because he's confused. He's still conflicted. And then these guys come in and they just start shooting him. And he's like... Well, I'm not very confused anymore, and he just starts like taking a jaunty stroll as he's just being shot at um, mm. while that music is playing in the background, and I just absolutely uh, loved that. I thought it was very funny. Nice. Um, 
for some reason, I thought the professor died. I can't remember why, but he's alive. He is, and I think he reveals that the robot was actually made from a living metal. Yes, a living metal. And that there's also metal viruses. And I'm like, really? Yeah, look, man, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I get that it plays in. I get that it plays into part four, but when you first hear it in part three, you're like, really? Yeah. Do we have living metal? All right. Living metal. Sure, why not? Why not? So I feel like Sarah Jane is back at unit at this point, and Benton is just like, Sarah Jane, you can't go do stuff. And, oh, she's with the professor as well. All three of them are together at this point. And Sarah Jane says to the professor, well, we're not employed. Or she says to Benton, are we employed by unit? And he's like, no. And he's like, are we arrested? No. All right, we're out. Bye. And just Benton's like, womp, womp. Exactly. Completely getting owned. And it's around, I feel it was around this time that the doctor kind of figures something's up. And Benton says, yeah, I let her and uh, Kettlewell go. You know, they, they're, I don't know, they're hanging out. And he's like, you let Sarah go off somewhere with Kettlewell? And this is uh, when we find out that Kettlewell... Um, I guess he's evil. I don't know. It's very strange. Yeah, he he's at least swayed by the uh, by the SRS. Yeah. Uh, but we also find out that um, oh, what all the major nuclear powers of the world basically agreed to kind of like share the locations of where their their missiles are with an independent country that just happened to be great britain <laughs> yes and i'm like wait 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 great britain is an ally of america yeah what about switzerland hasn't switzerland been like independent and and like abstains from pretty much everything except chocolate and clocks <laughs> chocolate like and the clocks. 1700s yes yeah i mean chocolate and clocks um i'm like why did great britain get the codes what's going on in this timeline i have no idea I don't know, but they have the codes. They have the codes. They do. And and in this uh, uh, SRS meeting, uh, Ms. Winters is totally going off about how they should rule and how they're the elites. And I was like, oh, my God, they're totally fascist and elitist. Yes. Heavens, where's Alec Jones when you need him? <laughs> Not that you ever really need him. But it's very true. Good Lord. <laughs> Next thing you know, you know, he'll be on there talking about these guys wanted to take over the world and something about sex with goblins. I don't know. It's Alex Jones. Yeah, he's he's insane. He's an insane person. Um, just to say the least. Yes, to say the very least, yes. Um, the ju- really... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. no, no, no. You, you go ahead. Oh, all right. Okay. I think I know what you were going to say. I was, I was going to talk about the doctor trying to make his way into... Uh, Yep. to the SRS meeting, and uh, I love that the scarf comes into play uh, like again, in, in with this guy just tripping on the uh, on the scarf. Well, not tripping, almost getting yeah tripped up on the scarf. Kind of gets mm-hmm. the rug pulled out from under him, and the doctor exactly. says, "Oh, you don't look well. I'll just see myself inside." Bye. And then the, the do- well, go ahead. Let's not forget this is this is also where we get the doctor pulling oh, a bunch of stuff out yes. of his pockets. And can I just say, please? Oh my God, I hope Jody Whitaker has this scene like this yes where she's pulling a bunch of stuff either out of her fanny pack or out of her coat it doesn't matter i want to see her do this kind of scene that would be amazing i would be very happy with that that would be great uh the doctor tries to um oh (laughs) so uh, the robot is in uh this meeting as well you know taking Mm -hmm. notes as robots do and he (laughs) he just wanders over to this like, if I was Sarah Jane, why didn't she leave? Like, that she was just hanging out behind those boxes, and the robot's like, brr, and just knocks over all these boxes. And they're oh, like, absolutely. Robot, destroy those Amazon packages. She's, <laughs> yeah, we just got those. We can order more. It's affordable. <laughs> uh, and they're Says like, the shipping manager. Yes. It's like, she's a spy. Let's punch her in the face a million times. I don't know what they said. <laughs> And the doctor comes in and he tries some shenanigans. And I love that everyone's like, that guy's funny. And they just turn around and just start watching him. Clearly, fascists are always distracted by card tricks and pratfalls. Apparently. That people. <laughs> it will save us all one day. Um, yeah. 
And, you know, his shenanigans did not work. But I did love when Sarah Jane's getting taken away, um, the doctor's laying on that table and he gives her a little wink mm-hmm. as she's getting, uh, it was great. And I also had just have, um, oh, this is when we are, when uh, Unit comes in. Yes. Guns a blazing. Yes. As, as Unit apparently does. And <laughs> the robot walking music is queued up. And uh, the robot, uh, I loved, I loved the uh, the guy who was helping the robot walk, basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> but also trying to make it look like he was using the robot as a shield. But also, yep. there were a million unit soldiers just raining gunfire down on the robot. How did this guy not get hit once? Well, yeah, and exactly. I mean watching that whole scene it's like let's not worry apparently about any of the bullets headed toward the fleeing people or sarah jane yes you know waiting until the truck passes to shoot at them because really if you're trying to stop a vehicle you should be shooting straight in that front window uh yeah you know Uh, yeah um but it's like no wait the truck drove past quick shoot at the back of the truck (laughs) darn it why didn't i shoot at the beginning i got distracted oh by something i don't know my goodness. Um, oh, yes. We give Harry Sullivan a ring, and we're like, hey, man, what's up? And he goes, I think I've given him the slip. And uh, we hear Ron Howard's voice, and he goes, he hadn't. Uh, <laughs> because he didn't, and he was captured immediately. And then we get the yep. meet, the re-meeting of Harry and Sarah, and she just goes, James Bond. Which <laughs> <laughs> just, just so great. Completely. And we, we've basically gone to this bunker to... Uh, we're like, we're done with this. We need to go to this bunker and get Sarah Jane and Harry back and stop this robot. And we see the sonic screwdriver. Yes. I was like, hooray, a sonic screwdriver. We we're trying to open this this door, this metal door. And yep. um the robot comes out, he's like, All right, I I got I'm, I'll take care of this. Oh, and they also give him a weapon, like this, yes, this giant to hold with his super weak wrists. Yeah, so he's just shooting holes in the ground. Um, <laughs> so he comes out and I think the doctor's like, quick, everyone fall back into the woods. And man, that one guy didn't hear, uh, no. he didn't hear that command at all. And now he doesn't exist. <laughs> he falls just... over and turns random shades of orange and goldenrod. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He gets shot, uh, with the laser that the robot the dis- is holding. The disintegrator. Yeah. The disintegrator. And he is indeedly disintegrated. And the mm-hmm. brig goes, yeah, don't worry about that. Uh, I, b- I borrowed my nephew's miniature tank. Yes. Oh my God. I, <laughs> I mean, this. let me tell you, it's a clever way to do it. But also, oh, sure. But also, we, we couldn't have gotten the tank. Uh, but also, it's the BBC in the 70s. So. <laughs> Fair enough. It, it, it is. It, it's that classic thing. I, I think we all do it as kids. You know, where where we line something up, we either with a camera or a video camera being like, look how giant this is. Yeah, ah, it's attacking. And that's totally what they're doing here. Yes, it very much is. And uh, the robot at the end of the episode, after he destroys the tank, says, leave or I'll kill you all, which exactly. is something I used to say in my youth. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I've never said that. <laughs> well, let, let's not forget. Toward the end of part three here, we also have the SRS who have alerted the governments of the world of their demands. How very old school supervillain. Yes. Um, and uh, I think they've started the countdown. I love the sound of a good old fashioned mechanical switch. Um, uh, the, the, this countdown to to launch all these missiles, which is all of 300 seconds. Yes. My goodness. What a countdown. Five minutes. Yes. And they don't even have a good old-fashioned, like, flip clock counting down. No, it's just a video screen. Yes. <laughs> and here are these Times New Roman font numbers just counting down. Yes, just just counting down from 300. <laughs> Count down the top hits from 300. Oh, boy. Are, are we plugging your podcast again? Yeah, no. All right. <laughs> now, uh, part four, uh, as, as most... Um, as most classic doctor who tend to go as they tend to go is a little bit of a wrap-up which i mean makes sense because it's the end of the story but one thing i think in the first minute or two we find out about the weapon when when the doctor is just leaning on a car 
And they're like, "What is, mm-hmm. is that a powerful weapon?" He goes, "Yeah, that weapon could hit the moon from Earth." <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, he says okay, it, it okay. could put a hole in the in the Earth or in the in the moon. So I assume yeah. that means he could just point it into the sky and put a hole in the moon. Yeah, let's talk about this for a second <laughs> yes. because I, I feel like this is something that happens not just in Doctor Who, but in in, in all or most science fiction way too often right? You've got to build up this threat. Oh my God, here's this really powerful weapon. Well, how powerful is it? It's got unlimited power and we could punch a hole in the moon with it. Um, that's where I, as the Brigadier goes, okay, time to walk away. There's no way we're beating this guy. See ya. It's, it's over the top. It's too over the top. Yeah. You know, sure. Make it powerful. Have it disintegrate a city block. I don't care. But unlimited power? Yeah. Unlimited? Too much power. Yeah. Now you know who you know who hasn't been exercising her power enough. Who's that? It's Miss Winters because she's really calm for somebody who's getting ready to destroy the world and nobody thought to go check their groceries first. Yes, she's like how long do you think we could last down here? And the guy's like, I don't know. <laughs> she's like, What? Here, come on. Let's go check the pantry. Yes. And then they check the pantry and forget that. Uh, Harry and Sarah are in there, and she's like, well, two more mouths to feed. You should kill them later. <laughs> it's like, what? Yes, exactly. We're almost out of these bonds. Oh, wait, people. Yes. We're going to kill you, but we need to go check something first. Be right back. Yeah. <laughs> go back to what you were doing, whatever it was. And they have been, and uh, this entire time, the professor's just like, I don't know what I want. Yeah, he's kind of panicky. He's just like, oh, we can... Can't we all just give each other hugs? I, I don't know what's happening with him. He's just like very, he's like, we don't have to kill them. Just put them in the pillow factory. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know. I like the pillow factory. The pillow factory sounds like a fun and comfortable place. And Sarah Jane and Harry, do they escape with anyone's help? Does the doctor... Is the doctor with I them? That, I think I he know, is. I believe they get themselves free. And they're uh, they're trying to leave. And, oh, that's right. Yes, because it's a standoff and the professor follows them. He's like, yes. all right, I guess I'm done being evil for now. And he <laughs> and he leaves with them. And they're kind of behind the robot. Whisp- they're trying to whisper behind the robot like, doctor, we're, we're here. Help us out. And the robot's mm. like, I've got to kill everybody. And the professor's like, no, don't do it. And he hops in front of, does he hop in front of Sarah Jane? Yes. Yes. And he just, he's like, and he turns into, uh, uh, what color did you say? He turned, they turned uh, into? A mixture of orange and goldenrod, which I think goldenrod is a color not seen outside of elementary schools. Goldenrod. Goldenrod. I had so many handouts as a kid on goldenrod. That's literally what the color is called. Goldenrod color. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Did you really just Google up what goldenrod looks like? I did. I didn't know. That's. I'm impressed. I had. I had to look. I'm on my. I'm yeah, on my. Mo- I'm on my mobile, so it's okay. You're mobile. How very British of you. <laughs> well, we're talking about Doctor Who, so this is true. Um, I the I love when the brigadier. Oh no, go ahead. You're good. Okay. Okay. Um, I love when the brigadier confronts miss winters as the countdown is going and he just does this like rawr i'm the brigadier do what i say yes <laughs> kind of thing. i'm like whoa where did that come from yeah he's just like well i mean the world's about to end uh fair okay i suppose i'd get kind of cranky too yes i did love after the professor is murdered the robot's like oh man i've murdered my creator and just falls over and seemingly just dies Thank you. Completely Frankenstein, am I right? Yeah, it just goes like, and falls over. And I love that people are just like, boop, boop, just like stepping over him. And uh, good job, Benton, taking the most powerful weapon in all of time and space. I thought that was very <laughs> clever. I thought at the moment it was very clever. Mm-hmm. And Sarah Jane's just, she's ready to kill a fool. She's just like, I don't care. I'll shoot you. It doesn't matter. And it. That's exactly. when the Briggs like cancel the codes and he's getting all crazy. Yes. Yeah, he's getting like insane. <laughs> and I just have a note that says, "Man, Tom Baker is real great." And then I just put Captain Obvious after that. Well, he is because one of my favorite Tom Baker lines is spoken here. Is the the thing about computers? You know, is they're very sophisticated idiots. Yes, 
Oh, and he's just type, type, typing away as they're all like, oh, my God, we don't have the codes. And he's monologuing and typing away, and he he seemingly saves the day. Or at least stops the countdown at one, right? Uh, Yeah, one or two, because we get this zoom, zoom, zoom. Yeah. On the screen, I'm like, okay, that's not that exciting. It's not worth the zooms, guys. Um. The robot has captured Sarah, and I, I put he seemingly loves her, and then I'm like, oh, wait, never mind. He he just wants to kill everyone now. He doesn't care. Um, yeah, it literally is like, I need to destroy humanity because they're obviously no good, but don't worry, Sarah Jane, you'll be the last human left. Yes, just you and me, Sarah, buddy comedy. And I'm like, she kind of rejects that and then gets like the pimp slapping robot going on here. Oh, yeah. He smacks her. What a jerk. He does. You're a jerk, robot. And then, uh, you know, seemingly, h- how would they have known? Uh, they they go, they get outside, and they're like, cool, I'm going to shoot the robot with this gun that could blow a hole in, in the moon. And uh, it just makes him bigger. <laughs> it just makes him bigger, and it's Not like... Not at all what I expected. Yeah, I'm like, oh, man, that's no good. And then I'm like, oh, and now this is just King Kong. Okay. Um... And, you know, we fight a giant robot for a little while. We, we uh, I don't know, reverse the uh, polarity of the neutron flow. Uh, well, okay, hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, one, one, they actually, uh, Harry Sullivan and the doctor managed to get some of this metal virus into a solution that they can splash. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Use with a super soaker. But more importantly, I have to ask you, so this blue screen, better or worse than Underworld. The is the blue screen better or worse than Underworld? Um yeah. and we are talking giant robot walking around, yes? Yeah. I mean how they use the blue screen with the robot and how he seemingly changes size between angles. He changes size between angles. Um man, that that's a rough call for me because man, ooh. I don't, I, this, was this worse? I don't know if it was. And that's saying a lot, I think. Yeah, that, that's fair. I'm, I just, I want to get your take on it. I, I think, I still think Underworld was worse, in my opinion. Yeah. In my opinion. That's just what I'll say. You have to admit, though, the, the, the picking up of a Sarah Jane was rather comical. Oh, it was great. And then it was like a small, like, doll. Yes. That was just wearing, like, her outfit. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh and i just have the the line uh all we are is dust in the wind um or rust in the wind i don't know what happened to it, the robot but that's it's kind of yeah he turns kind of melty and coppery all at the same time <laughs> yes it's a very uh interesting combination it's very interesting yes. um and we get we kind of get um a nice little scene between Sarah Jane and the doctor at the end where she's clearly broken up about this. Yes. And he's just like, Hey, you know what? He was the robot. He was capable of great good, but he's also capable of great evil. And also he had Mm. weird theme music that followed him everywhere. So we can't really be too sad. I just thought it was a nice little scene because we get this wacky doctor throughout most of the, this, the, the four parters here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and then we get this nice, like, hey, you, it's going to be okay. You can be sad. But also, do you want a jelly baby? Yay, jelly baby. And jelly oh baby. such a craving for jelly babies. I did, too. I was like, oh, man, I need some jelly babies right now. But, you know, don't have any yep. readily available. And I really Got thought it. it was a nice little cute interaction when he's like, are you coming? Are you, are you coming? And then she mm-hmm. takes a jelly baby, and she's like, yeah. And then they go, they, they start to go into the TARDIS. And Harry Smith's like, oh, wait a minute. What are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. And he's like, we're going in the in the tar- in the in the police box. And he's like, you can't. What? That's crazy. Y'all are crazy. And the doctor says, you know, why don't you just head on in there? He's like, OK. And he goes, oh, I say. And then they're like, <laughs> and they just walk in there and they like take him against his will. <laughs> <laughs> they just well, like take off. Exactly. But not before. Um, Harry is offered a jelly baby. Oh, he, he gets t- one bite out of yes. it. Yes. And then, like, I, I think insults the TARDIS, basically, and, and the doctor, like, snatches the jelly baby half back. And, and I just thought that was the best. He takes it, and he, like, he, he, 
in in the same movement, he takes it from him and throws it back in the bag, the half eaten one. <laughs> yes, yes. Which is like, oh, all right, I guess. Ugh. Uh, so yeah, the TARDIS takes off, and the brig. Oh, because then the the doctor says, "I don't oh, want to yes. stay because I have to fill out all this paperwork, and I don't want to." That's basically well, and, what he says. Does yeah, don't don't like the royals or somebody fancy want to have like dinner with them to say yeah. thanks or something like that. Yeah, he wants to go. They want him to go to some dinners. They want him to meet some people, and he wants to do paperwork, and he doesn't want to do that. And she says, "You're acting like a child." And he says, "Well, yeah. Where would the fun be in growing up if I didn't act like a child?" Yes, another one of like the best Tom Baker lines ever. What's the point in being? grown up if you can't be childish sometimes yes uh it's so good and you yes. know they the tardis takes off and the brig comes back in and he goes oh you and he looks up and he's like oh boy he's like well i guess <laughs> i'll tell them you'll be late then but up yeah uh, just perfect um i really enjoyed this uh first do- uh tom baker episode episodes yeah i thought it was a very good intro to to tom baker and i feel like as you said, I feel like this is a good episode for um for for your kids. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I think it's it's definitely also a good episode, not just to maybe introduce the youngins to, because really, it's not that scary. No, I it's mean, not. I, my kids have seen scarier stuff in cartoons than this episode <laughs> has. Yeah, um, definitely. But anybody, I think, who is kind of like, well, I want to try out some classic Who, you know, hey. Here's the first Tom Baker story. Yeah, here is the first Tom Baker story, and it is very good. And can I just say, I can't wait for our friend Anna to get back to her new two classic Who Oh goodness, the next two parts of City of Death. Yeah, she was having a, a great old time, and I remember uh, she, she said Peter might have enjoyed it more than she did. <laughs> yeah. And she really enjoyed it. So it's good that they are um, starting to dive into classic who um i think lauren might be getting she's she did say i think it's about time yay so uh i'm pretty excited that everyone's starting to uh and usually around galley um and and by the way thank you for everyone who listened to our gallifrey reviews uh we were the number one rated podcast on notlg for the month of february thank you very much I i think that's a first it could be a first. It might be a second. I would have to double check, but I think you might be right, which is good. I was pretty. I was pretty stoked. Oh no, I was very stoked as well. I always love when when uh, Doctor Who triumphs over everything else. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, keeping in line with uh, First Doctor, you know, a, a not. I I want to call it a regeneration story, but that's not really what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first episode of A New Doctor. Uh, next time, we are going to be watching Time in the Ronnie, starring Sylvester McCoy as the Doctor, Bonnie Langford as Mel, Kate O'Mara as the Ronnie. It was written by Pip and Jane Baker and directed by Andrew Morgan. Um, I, I, We were going to go with another Tom Baker story. I will just keep that close close to the chest right now. Yeah. Um, but I kind of I kind of wanted to um switch it up a little bit and I you know I we just saw Sylvester and I felt like we should uh you know maybe maybe check out his first story see how that goes. Oh, I think that's great. I I I think you know we we've done our tour through the doctors now we can kind of like round out our collection of all their first yeah, stories. Definitely. Um and and I'm actually just impressed that we're going to watch a seventh doctor story and I'm not the one who picked it. Have you picked all of the seventh doctor stories? I might have. Did you? There might be one that you picked, but huh, interesting. one other one. I've picked most of them. I mean, let's be honest. My, oh, yeah. my doctor. Yeah, of course. Nothing wrong with that. So, um, Taylor, you, you got anything else that you want to, uh, you want um, to um, go and find if memory serves on NOTLG and give a listen to our episode on the paranormal and our previous episodes. Uh, next next month, we're going to be discussing movies that our parents should not have let us watch when we were younger. <laughs> awesome. And that's that's going to be a great list of movies. That's going to be you wait and see. Very fun. Oh, yeah. I am excited for that. Good. Um, Good. Yeah, that'll be dropping early, early April. 
Yeah, I looked. Uh, we both have look. We both have a monthly podcast. I know. Check look, that out. Look at us. Look at us. Anyway, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Uh, just search the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Apex Buddha. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, just search Podcastica. Uh, rate and review us as well. We would appreciate that. And uh, also subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. You can find this show. You can find If Memory Serves. You can find Monthly Music Digest. You can find Girls Interrupting. You can find it all there at SoundCloud. Um, N-O-T-L-G.spreadshirt.com. People are still buying our really cool shirt the future of time and space is female. Uh, I you have saw, no idea how happy that makes me. It's so great. Um, I'm it gl- really is. I'm very glad that um, I, during your work hours, was like, Taylor, can you do this? And you were like, <laughs> I did it. And I was like, this looks great. And we just were on top of that. People love it. Uh, shout out to John Carlos McMasters, who was wearing it. I yep. believe you saw him at Gallifrey wearing it. Uh, really cool dude. He loves that shirt. I actually saw him. I want to say it was Thursday night. I ran into him, and people. He said, "Oh, this is uh, one of the guys who designed that that shirt." And they were like, "Oh, that shirt's so cool!" And I was like, "Thank you. It is. It is awesome. very cool." And uh, also, Taylor, thank you for helping out with the uh, monthly music digest logo. I really like it. Oh, good. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, plunked myself down on a Sunday afternoon while the kids were in the room here playing and i'm like all right i'm gonna try and bust this out and all of a sudden they're like we want to go outside come with us and i'm like i'm in the middle of something <laughs> but we got it done that's what yes matters. it came out very well mary and yeah. i both love it a lot and uh, we appreciate it i feel like we were in the middle of plugs but patreon.com slash n-o-t-l-g donate if you can we appreciate it greatly uh, the y-axis they do our music uh, they let us use their music for free and they are really cool, so we should support them. Twitter.com slash the Y-axis, Facebook.com slash the Y-axis, the Y-axis.bandcamp.com, and they are also on Spotify. So join us again for episode 120 when we talk about time in the Ronnie, and we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. I'm sorry. It was like... And I was like, all right, I know what you're saying, but (laughs) everyone else will not know.